0: At the church, say Amen. This morning, if you will allow me to steal away from our sequence, I know we've been we've been on a roll here talking about rebuilding the walls. But today it's Father's Day, so if y'all will allow me, let me just steal away a minute. This morning, I want to just say a special word of gratitude and thanksgiving for every father in the house. Y'all bless God for the fathers in the house. Amen. Amen. Such an awesome, awesome responsibility entrusted to us by God. I want to call your attention to a familiar text in Luke chapter 15. Seems to be just a good go to on Father's Day, but it's more than that. There's a word from the Lord. I just believe that God still speaks to the hearts of men. Through his word, his word never changes, but if we continue to listen to it, we will and we'll change for the better. I want, if you would, Luke chapter 15. We'll begin reading at verse 18. You read it the whole story when you get home, but I want to start at verse 18. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and I'm no longer worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose, came to his father But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no longer worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servant, bring forth the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son, get this, was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Amen. I want to talk just for a few minutes about the importance of fatherhood. uh, I believe that we've got to get fatherhood back into its proper place. Somehow, over the years, we've come to the point where we take fatherhood so lightly. But I'm one, my brothers and my sisters, I'm just one who ain't gonna let it happen. I am a father. I ain't a baby daddy. <laughs> I'm a father. I'm not a sperm donor. I am father. And we who are fathers and those who God has entrusted with this thing called fatherhood and those who work to make sure that they take care of those God has entrusted with them. I want to tell you that fatherhood is an important role. If you don't believe it's important, come here to the word of God, find Luke 15 starts off with two groups of lost folk. You read it good. You see, then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners. That's one group. And then it says, and the Pharisees and the scribes, they were also there. They were murmuring. The thing that I want you to do, I want you to understand is that these are two groups of lost folk. The difference in the two is that there was one group who knew they were lost. There was another group who thought they had it going on, but they were lost too. Here they are, they are asking and they are having a hard time understanding a son of God who would hang around sinners. They could not believe that if Jesus was who he said he was and if he had the authority that many had acclaimed him to have, if he was the son of God, they could not understand how in the world do you sit around and eat with sinners. Are y'all hearing this? How is it, Jesus? How is it, Jesus, as the Son of God? How can you hang around? How can you mingle with sinners? And I'm saying that, and I want to bring you to that because this story that Jesus tells, he's telling to try to help them understand his relationship with sinners. Helps them understand who he is, and how he deals with those who have sinned and fallen short. So Jesus explains, and in explaining to them why he had no problems hanging around and being surrounded by sinners, he explains, and what he uses to explain to them, one of the stories that he uses to explain to them, he uses a parable of fatherhood. Are y'all hearing this? Out of all the things that he could have used to help us understand the heart of God, he chooses fatherhood. He wants us to know that if we are to understand God, we need to have some understanding of a relationship of a father on earth and their children. Are y'all hearing me? Father, do you know that a child's impression of you may make the difference in their perception of God? See, your child's understanding of you, their impression of you may make a difference in their perception of the heavenly father. If they can trust you, it won't be hard for them to learn how to trust a heavenly father. Jesus uses this example. If you really look at the Bible, you will see that the whole Bible is really a book about a loving father, a loving God, that though the man that he created failed him, he could not give up on his own creation. The whole Bible is about a father, a God who made mankind and could not give up on them. And that love that he had for his, 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 his creation, the love he had for mankind, ultimately expressed itself in giving his only begotten son to die as a sacrifice to redeem or to buy man back. Here, that story is, mir- is mirrored in Luke 15. Story of a son and we don't have to go through all of this. We've been studying this all of our lives. Luke 15, you remember here is a story of a son who messed up big time. Here's a son. He's a son who who because of his mess up and because he messed up, he found himself. He's a son who had a hard head, wanted his own way and because of that, he found himself enrolled in the school of hard knocks. Let me tell you something. You, you, can, you, can, book. you, you, you can book if you want to. <laughs> yeah, you 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 can you you can fight against authority if you want to. You are enrolling yourself in the school of hard knocks. And he learned a lot of lessons there. And whenever you want to have your way and do your own thing, you will learn some lessons. One of the first lessons that he, he, he learned is that you will reap what you sow. It's a hard lesson to learn out in the street. But it is a lesson that you learn. He also learned that won't always follows waste. You got anything worth anything right now? Waste it. It won't be long before you want it. Are y'all hearing me? God has blessed you with abundance. God has blessed you with stuff. Waste it. It ain't gonna be long, Tommy. <laughs> Been there, done that. I know. <laughs> it ain't gonna be long before you'll want it. Won't always follows waste. And then the last, another thing that he learned is that you don't ever burn bridges. Any, anybody know that? Anybody know that from experience? Don't ever burn bridges that have brought you over. You don't ever know when you're going to have to turn around and go back over that same bridge. I, 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 I'm sure that that as you go through the story, there are a lot of little, l- l- other lessons to be learned, but but, but because uh, this story is so familiar, I won't dwell on details of the story, but I I I I, I want to direct a message here to fathers that jumps forth right out of the book. Here it is, here it is. The son went to his father, asked for his inheritance. Now I remind you, the father wasn't dead. The father's still living, but he wants, I want mine now. I want to wait till you die. I, I want my inheritance now. And and according to the word of God, the father gave it to him. That wasn't my daddy. <laughs> this is, the, this is, the, this is the, the, the daddy here in the Bible. My, this, this is teaching us. See, we, are, we aren't too old to learn. We're teaching us. It says that the father gave him. And After receiving what his father gave him, he went out, according to the word of God, went out into a far country. The Bible says that he was living it up for a while. It says he spent it on riotous living. He spent everything he had, wasted every bit of his inheritance, and once he lived up for a little while, once he had it parted for a little while, the Bible says that his whole life changed. I tell you, won't always follows waste. Lived up for a little while, but he learns another valuable lesson. He he learns, my brothers and my sisters, that as long as you got it, y'all hearing me? How how many friends do you have when you got something? Huh? How how, how many folk just want to be around you when you got it going on? But he learned that when his stuff ran out. His friends ran out here. When his friends ran out, he found himself, the Bible says, he began to be in want. Went all the way from having everything, and now he is in want. Now, you got to give the boy some credit. The boy had some home training. He is. He is. The reason I know he had home training is because when he ran out of stuff, didn't have any way to make it on his own. He didn't get a gun and go try to jack somebody. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. He, yeah, he wasn't looking for somebody he could knock in the head and take. He wasn't looking for somebody to leave home so he could take the stuff. Got a job. Let me just throw this in parenthetically. If you, if you need, get a job. If you want, Get a job. That's the way you do it. You you go out and you find. He he went, found a job. Now, he wasn't working in an office. Didn't have his own desk. Wasn't nobody's supervisor. He took what he could get. And that job right then was a job feeding hogs, feeding swine. That was the job that was available. That's what was out there. He took a job feeding swine. And according to the word of God, this brother had gotten so down and he'd he gotten so far out and hungry that even as he was feeding the pigs, the stuff that the pigs were eating began to look good to him. <laughs> now, Something wrong with you. Something wrong with you when pig food starts looking good to you. When, when what hogs are eating looks advertising to you, that's when you know you're getting a little bit off track. Now he's feeding hogs and looking at what they're eating and, and the Bible says that he was almost ready. He, 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 he would have eaten with, are y'all hearing me? To the point that he was ready to eat what they were eating. But then we come to the turning point. Of the story verse 17 want to shout, here's a good line. And when he came to himself, anybody want to shout, that's a good place right there. Anybody in here remember that time when you came? Oh, yeah, you've been out there. You've been crazy. You've been crazy, but can you remember that time? And you remember when you finally came, came to yourself this is where I want to get to this is where I want to get to because most of us in here whether we admit it or not we've made some bad choices most of us in here whether we admit it or not and that's why I don't do a whole lot of touching your neighbor and telling your neighbor because you ain't going to tell your neighbor no more than what you want them to know I know that I don't want you lying to your neighbor just think to yourself you know that you have been a mess. You know that. So here he comes to himself. He comes to himself and, 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 and all of us have to admit that we have been there. Our lives in some points have been a total mess. We put ourselves in positions where we were messed up and we knew we were messed up. But The thing I want to point out, this morning this uh, this afternoon is the text teaches us something it teaches us that in that time and in that situation i want you to see where his mind went to when he got to a point where he didn't know what to do when he got to a point where he had messed up his life and he came to himself I want you to look at where his mind immediately went to. Immediately, his mind went not to his mama. The first thing he thought about, this is in the book, Jesus telling stories, but it got to be right. The first thing that came to his mind was his father first thing that in trouble done messed up and knew he messed up. First thing that comes to his mind is his father. The Bible says immediately he got up and he went to his father that that same father that he had dishonored same father that he had disrespected same father whose goods he has gone out and wasted. Yet the first thing that came to his mind was to go back to his father. Now, now, now that in itself, my brothers, that in itself is not the issue that he thought of his father. I'm sure that if I had been in that situation, I probably would have thought about my daddy too, but probably in a little different eye. I, I, I probably been trying to figure out how to get back in the house without him knowing I was in the house. I, <laughs> I probably would have thought about my daddy, but look at this father, look at this father, and this is what Jesus is trying to help them understand about the father, the, the heavenly father. He says, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he thought of his father, but the thing That I want to point out this morning is that at this low point in his child's life, when his child's world had fallen apart, all because of bad decision that he made on his own, the thing that brought him through was the lasting impression that his daddy had made on him. Are y'all hearing me? The thing that came to his mind first was the impression that his father had made on his life. Got a question for you. Got a question for you. Just just a question. You ain't got to tell your neighbor anything. Just a question. Listen, what about you, daddy? What about you, father? Says to your children that you are approachable. That's it. What about you says to your children that although I have messed up, although even I have messed up your money, what about you says to your children that you are approachable, that I can still come to you? They, 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 What is it about you that says to them that I am safe going to my father even after I have messed up? That's where this young man was. In his consideration, he knew his father. He knew his father, first of all, read the text. He knew his father to be a man of principle. He knew his father to be a man who lived by a certain set of values. And and those values were not just values that he bragged about. They were values that shaped his actions. Verse 17 says, he knew, he knew, he knew that his daddy and he he knew his daddy treated his employees well. It's right there in the book. He knew that much about his daddy. He knew his daddy was fair with his employee. He knew that he treated his employees with respect and with decency. Listen to what he said. He said he is, he's he getting hungry, Yeah, about, about ready to start eating with hogs, and listen to what he says. How many high servants of my father, they just worked for him, and they got bread enough to spare. They just working for him. Are you hearing him? He knew about his father's kindness. He knew his father and his relationship with others. His father had impressed him. His father had impressed him as a man that could be trusted. He's in trouble and he's in trouble that he made for himself, but look where he chooses to go to help not, not to a drug dealer. Y'all hear me? No, not somebody out on the corner that can that show him his next trick. Look where he chooses to go when he has messed up. Look where he chooses to go for help. He says, I will arise and go to my father. He had watched his father. He has watched his father's dealings with other folk. He has watched him and he somehow knew that if I would go back to him, I won't be rejected. I've seen how he does his life every day. I see how he treats people around him. So I feel safe going to my father with this. 18 and 19, he has made up his mind in his own mind that he is not even worthy to be counted as a son. So he's made up his mind. I've messed up so bad that I'm not even going to go back and ask him to let me be a son. I'm going to go back to him and just ask him to let me be one of his servants. I'm going to go back to him and ask him if he will just take me on as a worker and I'll be all right as a worker because I know my daddy even treats his workers well. Are y'all hearing me? I, I know that he does right even by his workers. So I, I messed up. I don't deserve to be a son, but if he'll just take me on as a worker. Story ends. I'm going back home. And really, the the whole story is that he gets back home and he gets a whole lot more than what he bargained for. Y'all hear me? He gets a whole lot more. He never, matter of fact, he practiced this long speech about what he was going to say to his daddy and he never got a chance to deliver the whole speech. The Bible says, you need to see this, that while, and I believe every word in the word of God is there for something. It says that while he was a long way off, y'all hearing this? He wasn't on the front porch when his dad is sewing. It says that while he was afar off, y'all ain't shouting. That, that says to me, that says to me that, 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 that even, uh, yeah, e- even if I'm a long way off, if I'm headed in the right direction, y'all ain't hearing me, it ain't, it ain't my distance, it's my direction yeah. and if I'm going toward my father, yeah. even if I'm a long way off, I, he ain't waiting on the porch waiting on me to come to him uh, while he was a long way off yeah. father son. Yeah. that says to me, you read that, says the, the man was out there looking for him yeah. are y'all hearing me? As lost as he was, his daddy was still out there looking for him. Wow, he was a long way off. His father saw him, and, and he ran out to him. Are y'all hearing me? Ran out to him. And now, let, let me say another word here. Let me say another word here. Daddy, look, look at this. You need to learn something from every bit of this story. Let, let me say a word about a, a father that will run to you. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing that shouting stuff right there. Let me say a word about a father that will run to you, not a father that sits with his arm folded saying, Uh huh. Are oh, y'all hearing me? Not a father sitting in judgment like I knew you would be back. No, here is a father that ran out to get a child that was wrong. Why? Because he was headed in the right direction now. If you out there, don't act as a fool, don't think Daddy's going to come looking for you anywhere. You need to head in the right direction. And Once you start in the right direction, I declare. He'll come out. He'll come out to meet you. The point this morning is this boy never would have experienced any of that if His father had not left such a lasting impression on him. He never would have experienced any of that if his father somehow in his life had not shown him that he could be approached. That he had a heart, that he loved him. He never would have come back. Question to every father in the house, and you ought to thank God for grace and mercy because... It gives us opportunities to turn things around. That's that's why we preach, because it gives us a chance to turn things around. The question is, how have you handled fatherhood? At that point in your child's life, when they lose their minds, and they all do, you did too. At that point in your child's life, when they lose their mind, act like they ain't even got none of your DNA in them. How have you handled fatherhood? How have you handled it? How how have you handled when your children have made bad choices and found themselves in terrible places and need somewhere to turn? Is there anything? Is there anything that they have seen in you that will cause them in their darkest point, in the darkest point of their life, is there anything they have seen in you that will cause them to say, look, I will arise and go back to my father's house? Or would they say, that's the last place I'm going. Oh yeah, that's, that's how, you know, a lot of, lot of folks still out there. Some of them out there because they ain't ever turned around and headed back home. And they need to stay out there. Y'all hear me? Until you get in your mind that you're going to head back home. But but how many of those who are uh, who want to come back and who are headed back, they come back because they, they will never do it because they don't want to face some mean father who who is saying, I told you so. Got what you just said, no, no, no. They are looking for a father who will run out to meet them. And say, baby, I understand. And if you be honest, be real honest, you tell them, I've been there, done that. Be real honest, be real honest. If you be real honest, you'll tell them that there have been times in my own life where I needed God's favor. Been times in my own life where I needed him to show me that amazing grace grace but in spite of the boy's rebellion the father had not destroyed his witness the children ought to know they ought to know you that well they ought to know you well enough to know last thing I want to point out and I want to make sure that we get this picture of a father who will run to you I want to make sure you get that in your mind a father who will run to you not a father who sits with his chest stuck out waiting on you to show up but a father who loves you enough to run to you, even though, although you have messed up one who will meet you with not a word of rebuke, one who will not come to you shaking his head, talking about what you do with my money. Every, fall, every child needs a daddy like this, a daddy who will usher them back into relationship. just wanted to take this time this morning to say, Dad, you, you are your child's first shot. Child at understanding and building a relationship with God. You're the child's first first shot at it. And if they can get a sense from you of what God is like, they, they tend not to have the problem with relating to a father who is in heaven. How can I relate to a father in heaven and I can't even relate to the one on earth? Hard for them, hard for children, hard for children to come to understand their relationship with the Heavenly Father if they don't see him mirrored in that earthly Father. Daddy, you're not God. You're not God, and all of us have made a plenty of mistakes. And I'll put my name at the top of the list. There's so many things that I wish that I had done. There's so many things that I just failed to do. And I look back now and sometimes my heart is heavy, my heart is bleeding. But I thank God for tomorrow. I thank God for tomorrow. I, I, I thank God that he has let me live long enough to, and, and given me another chance. That's what grace and mercy is all about. Now you can listen to my words this morning and go out here mad and say who you think he is. Talking to us like that. You can go out of here, with wind winning your y'all, but then you can go out of here saying, you know what? I can fix that. I can turn it around right now. I'm just trying to show you about a love. Help us understand a love that was so great for you and I, even in our mess, even at our worst moments, I'm trying to point you uh, to a father that loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. That's a whole lot of love. Gave his only begotten son. Not only did he his son, his son gave his life to die on an old rugged cross. But I thank God that the grave could not hold him down but right early Sunday morning. Got up with all power in his hands. Fathers, we thank God for you. I'm not a father standing up looking down at you. I'm a father just like you are. And all of us ought to always be striving to get it right. Be the father that God has called us to be. All of us ought to be striving, and we do. We strive every day to be all that God desires for us to be as fathers. Based on what you do, based on how you handle fatherhood, what does your child think about the heavenly father? What kind of relationship does your child have with the heavenly father based on what they have seen in you? If you're here today, the good news of the gospel is that it's never too late to turn it around. That's the good news of the gospel. The good news of the gospel is that there's always another chance and the word of God is if thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you're here today, if you're here today unsaved, let me invite you now to become a part of the community of the redeemed. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There a oh, precious fountain. Free to all, a healing stream that flows. If you're unsaved, you ought to come today.